The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are the in the money. money. The skies are sunny. You are through. You've done us wrong. An old man recession, it looks like you may be through, you certainly have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. So we talk about Social Security, we talk about uh, tax, income taxes, the stock market, investments, estate planning, you name it, we talk about it. And we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. We have a big show for you tonight. And we really do, Ed. We have a really, really big shoe. Is it a shoe or a show? I think somebody needs to talk to him about that. It's a really big shoe. But anyway, we are back, and uh, this uh, show, as I mentioned, is uh, one where we talk about retirement planning, and I am your host, Ken Morayf, and I'm the founder and senior retirement planner of Retirement Planners of America. Thank you, Jack. And as you guys may surmise by the name of our firm, we work primarily with people who are retired or retiring soon. So if that's you, this show is designed for you. And uh, recently, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 uh, financial advisors. And uh, actually, they did that eight years in a row, which is mind-boggling to me. But without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. And if you're not a client, hmm... Maybe you should go to our website and check us out and see if maybe you would like to consider that. Our website is rpoa.com, and uh, you can uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can podcast it on our website. You can read uh, articles, watch videos, all kinds of stuff on there, all designed around helping you achieve what we call your retirement, which is your second childhood without parental supervision. Okay, We want you to go play, have fun, relax, enjoy, and not worry about all this boring financial stuff. So let me go over... With you, what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. And, you know, I hate to sound like a broken record here because this is what we've been talking about here for several weeks. And it's what it seems like it comes up in every conversation that I have with clients and even with the media and everybody. It seems like the whole question about all this borrowing that we're doing as a country, is that going to result in terrible inflation? And is that then going to result in a terrible bear market? 
And I'll just say right now that I think the possibility of that is pretty high. <laughs> so, yeah, end of show. We're done. No, actually, I'm going to talk more about how to protect yourself from that. When are, what are good investments do to use if you are concerned about inflation? We're going to talk a little bit about that in our first segment. Now, also, we're going to talk about how to increase your chances of investing success. Now, if that's, that's a good topic. If I'm you, ladies and gentlemen, I want to hear that. And so I would stay tuned for that one. So we're going to talk about how to increase your chances of investing success. And all, also, as we do every week, we're going to talk about maximizing Social Security benefits, and we're going to have strategies for you. And uh, by the way, if you want to help me out, help me do this show, all you have to do is send me your regarding Social Security, and then what I will do is I will endeavor to answer them for you. And by doing so, you take care of one topic I don't need to mess with. So thank you guys for sending your questions in. Um, and also... You know, one of the things that uh, I, I, we believe in is that you should have guiding principles. You know, in our firm, we have what are called core values, which are how we behave, our morals, and that kind of thing. You know, uh, one of them being the right thing to do is always the right thing to do. Got, got that one from my mom. Um, but uh, so we have core values, which are dictating our behavior. And whenever you have a decision with regard to your behavior, you refer back to your core values, and it tells you what you should do. In most cases, there's still some, you still have to interpret them sometimes. But be that as it may, we believe that uh, when it comes to investing, you should also have a set of principles that help you to decide you know, what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, and all that kind of stuff. We actually have eight of them. I've gone through the others already with you on previous shows, but I want to go through number three with you uh, today. Okay, And this one is that we believe that our strategy, our retirement, uh, our invest and protect strategy is designed to give us an unlimited upside with a tolerable downside. And we believe that that is our goal, and therefore that's what we want to look at. When we're investing, we want to uh, always take into account that we want unlimited upside. We don't want to be restricted on the upside, but we want a tolerable downside. And so I'm going to go over with you later on in the show how we do that, what we think about it, and all that kind of stuff to help you uh, if, if that would help you. Okay, so we'll have that. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. I mean, most of us would say, you know what, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. <laughs> yeah, you know what that is? Like? I'm laughing because Jack actually pulled that soundbite out of the archives. That is actually me on my first day on the job as an advisor. I showed up, you know, I was pretty buff back then. And uh, so I showed up in my loincloth, you know, and, and uh, my, my manager basically just sent me home. Nope. Sorry about this. I know it's a bit silly. <laughs> it's very silly. You know, you should be allowed to do financial advising in a, in a loincloth. You know, I mean, but... Uh, no. So anyway, uh, that was it. But on this show, do we stop right there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before, Jack. <laughs> and therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And this week, we're going to talk about how not to pay estate taxes, how not to have divorce impact money, how not to have bankruptcy impact money, how not to have lawsuits impact money for your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs for up to 
hundred years. Oh dear, that's too wonderful to be true. Well, Dorothy, you like apples? How about them apples? So ladies and gentlemen, you're going to need to stay tuned because that'll be at about 10 till when we have our estate tip, which is on how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. So we're going to have that for you later on in the show. So we have a fantastic show lined up for you, and I know that you're going to listen to the entire program because you guys do that, and I love you for it. So let's talk about uh, inflation. Let's talk about borrowing. Let's talk about, uh, you know, where that could lead. So, you know, one of the questions that I was asked by a client, actually, was very interesting. And he said, Ken, are you worried about stagflation? And, uh, you know, stagflation is a term that came about, uh, what, 40 years ago now, uh, maybe? Uh, and basically, what it, talked, what it talked about was you have an economy that is in a recession, okay? You have a stagnant economy or not necessarily in a recession, but it's stagnant, but you have inflation at the same time, and you have rising interest rates, and the combination of all of that is just a really ugly brew that is called stagflation. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> and if you have stagflation, that is right. We have a problem, because when it happened the last time in this country, we had a massively bad bear market. Our economy was on its back, and it got really ugly. So could this happen again? I think it's possible. I think that we could see inflation come that is induced by all this borrowing that we're doing as a country. I've lost count of how many trillions of dollars we're up to right now. I mean, it's, it's like it's astronomical, and it's just gotten to be background noise. I, I, can't, I can't even fathom that kind of money. And we just seem to have no compunctions to borrow more if we need to. Let's just keep going, guys. Let's do more. And, and the concern I have with that is that when you start competing with the money, Money becomes really expensive, and that's what inflation is. And if we have, and, and we've seen this with countries like Germany after World War I, when they borrowed all that money to fight the wars, we saw it happen in France when King Louis borrowed, you know, lots of money back in the early day before the French Revolution, and they had massive inflation back then. We saw it happen in Greece. We've seen it happen many, many times in history, where countries that have borrowed beyond their means have created a very detrimental inflationary cycle. And if that were to happen here, then we could have a situation where we don't have a growing economy, but we have inflation that has happened because it's induced by all the debt, and that's called stagflation. And that could result in a severe bear market. Now, do I think it's going to happen this year? No. But, and, and the reason why is because we got to get past spending all the stimulus checks and all the stimulus money, you know, this gigantic sugar high that's coming, you know, or is maybe already here. Uh, all that money in the system needs to be spent, and it will. The, the stimulus checks will get spent, and then people won't have that. And I hope we don't decide to borrow more when that happens, but we may. Uh, all leading to, you know, in my view, you got to pay the piper at some point. You just do. You know, you can't keep borrowing forever without ever having any repercussions. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll be the first country in history to do that <laughs> because we're Americans after all. We can borrow all we want and we don't have to worry about it. But on, these, on the off chance that maybe you're concerned about that, my recommendation uh, to our clients is that we have a strategy in place to protect ourselves from when the next bear market comes. And I think this next one could actually be quite severe. And so if that happens and it's on the order of 2008 or Y2K or something on that, uh, of that nature and it takes five or six years to recover and the S&P drops by you know, 50 or 60% like uh, it did in the prior two big bad bears, 
you know, are you protected against that? Do you have a strategy to address that? Now, if you're 30 years old, 40 years old, maybe you can play through it. You got time and all of that. But what if you're 50, if you're within five years of retirement and you take a massive loss? What would that do to your ability to retire? If you are retired already and you're, you're, you know, you're off doing your thing, you haven't been working for a while, and you get hit by a big, uh, a big uh, loss like that, then what happens to you? Can you go back to work? Is that, a, is that a possibility for you? Probably not. Do you even want to do that? I would guess not. And so we believe that having a strategy to protect against that is extremely important. So how do you do that? You diversify. You, uh, and then also we have a strategy we call invest and protect. That is our strategy. And it's the one that helped us to tell our clients to be out of the stock market for all of 2008. We were out of equities. And when the big credit crisis crash came, we did not have any losses for people in their equity positions because they didn't own them. And uh, so we want to help you with that as well. So if you're over 50, retired, or retiring soon, go to our website, rpoa.com. You can sign up for our seminars. You can visit with one of our retirement planners, all available to you at no charge. Our website, rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to increase your chances of investing success. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. To achieve investment success, there are several things that we believe are important. Oh, but before we do that, let me just tell you that Financial Times actually named our firm one of the top 300 advisory firms, uh, actually three times. And uh, so I'm very proud of that designation, of course. But you know, without our clients, we would be nowhere. And we serve over 9,000 beautiful, wonderful families across the United States. And uh, without them, we would be nowhere. So you clients, we love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's talk about how to increase your chances of investing success. Okay, so I'm going to go through several things. Um, the first one, now, th this is a quote from a guy called Stephen Sears, uh, who wrote a book on uh, investing success. And one of the things he said just is like so in line with our philosophy. So I'm going to just read you what he said. Bad investors think of ways to make money. Good investors think of ways to not lose money. Think about that. Just let that sink in. You know, in many, obviously the stakes are not as high, but in many ways, I think investing is like going to war. And when you're going to war, if I'm designing a war, I'm not figuring out, you know, I'm figuring out how do I win with the least amount of damage to my side. That's what I'd want to do. You know, it's like the old thing, I don't want to die for my country. I want the other guy to die for his country, okay? So that's what, that's what I would do, and, and it's the same philosophy we have with our investing. So bad investors think of ways to make money, think GameStop, the guys <laughs> during all of that, and good investors think of ways not to lose money, which is what we do. We think of ways not to lose money, to protect the money that our clients have entrusted with us. So let's start with uh, the first thing that I, that I think you should think about, which is, Taking too much risk. One of the things that we find is that people don't understand how much risk they should take with their investments. That's the first thing that we do with you. If you, are, if you come in and visit with us, we want to we first do what we call a retirement cash flow plan. We call it an RCFP. And we want to take into account inflation and taxes, your spending, your, the amount of money you have, all those kind of things. And we want to figure out how much risk do you need to take to support the lifestyle you want during your retirement? That's the first thing we want to do. So understanding risk and not taking too much is the first thing. Number two is greed. You know, I can't tell you how many 
people have to walk off the ledge. You know, they want to invest in Bitcoin or they want to invest in GameStop or, you know, it's like, hey, it's making money. Let's do it. I remember back in the day when clients were trying to force me into putting all their money into technology stocks, you know, the dot coms and all of that. And I had to fight that off. You know, it's like I spend my time trying to, you know, counsel people not to be greedy. You know, what's that movie, uh, uh, Wall Street, where Michael Douglas gets up there and says, greed is good? No, it ain't, okay? Not when it comes to investing. Fear is, is, is kind of, I guess, the opposite of that, right? Which is fear causes people to ignore stuff. It causes people to not see what's really there. It causes them to make irrational decisions. So don't let fear overcome you. The other thing is using the news and information to validate your bias, Okay, you've already decided that you're going to invest in GameStop. So anything in the news that says, I'm going to invest in GameStop, you, you like that. Anything that says don't, you're like, yeah, that's stupid. They don't understand. You, know, you, you use the news to, buy, to validate the bias you already have. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Right, number five, not having a protection strategy. You know, just what I was just talking about a minute ago, and that is – Bad investors are looking at only ways to make money. Good investors, in my opinion, are people that are looking how not to lose money. Yes, you want to make money, but at the same time, you got to think about how to protect what you're building and how to keep what you have. You know, the old expression is that it's not how much you make that matters, it's how much you keep that matters. Okay, so it's like that Seinfeld episode. You took the reservation, you just didn't keep the reservation. Somebody probably will get that reference, Jack. He's looking at me like I've never watched, you've never watched Seinfeld. Okay. <laughs> Number six, not doing your homework. Due diligence, kids. You know, it's, it's important. Do your homework. Understand. Now, the thing about it is that, you know, investing and uh, different things are changing all the time. The, the markets are complicated. Investment products are complicated. And I get that. And it's why I don't think you should do it yourself. You know, I think you should seek out a professional, which is self-serving, because that's what we do. But even if you were to hire us, question it. My favorite client is the one that asks a lot of questions. The, one, the ones that trust me implicitly, they kind of make me nervous, you know, because if, if they haven't asked all the questions, what they're going to do is one day they're going to wake up and say, wait a minute, I didn't ask that question, I didn't ask this question, and they're going to feel bad, and they're going to fire me. You know, I don't want that. So I want educated informed clients so that when we work together we're on the same page and we understand each other so so even if so first of all i would say don't do it yourself unless you've done it for years and you're really good at it but hire a professional if that's not the case and then even if you have hired that professional trust but verify as uh, ronald reagan uh, said once once upon a time okay so those are those are my tips for you on uh, increasing the chances of investing success i'm glad we had this talk well tom i am too now let me tell you ladies and gentlemen that if you would like to uh, talk to a professional if you'd like to talk to someone who is uh, trained in retirement planning uh and someone who has uh, uh, been tested and uh, certified with uh, regard to social security and a bunch of other things that are involved in your retirement planning um, someone that can help you build that 
retirement cash flow plan that I talked about, uh, someone that can help you to make decisions about when, how, and who to take Social Security, how to reduce your income taxes. You want to talk to somebody maybe who can help you pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs more of your money than maybe otherwise. If you want to talk to somebody about your 401k and what you should do with it, how to create your financial plan so as to retire. How, if you're already retired, what should you do now? All that kind of stuff we'll do with you at no charge or obligation. Okay, so if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. Click on meet with an advisor, and what we'll do is we'll schedule a virtual meeting with you, although soon I think we'll be doing face-to-face ones. That, that's coming. Uh, but for now, it's virtual, and we'd be happy to do it. And if we can help you, fantastic. And if we cannot, that's fine too. Either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. So rpoa.com is our website. All right, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how to maximize social security strategies. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters. And I am Ken Morayf. And, uh, you know, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, then uh, that's who we want to work with. It's who we want to help. And uh, our entire practice is designed around uh, helping people to accomplish their retirement goals. And we have two goals for you. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, at one time we polled our clients and we said, you know, do you like having your money last longer than you do? or as long as you do. And it was really funny because clients said, actually, I want the last check I write the bounce. The kids can, you know, I've raised them. It's on them now. So I'm going to spend it all. So we said, okay, fine. Then we want your money to last as long as you do. So everything that we do is around that. And one of the biggest areas that it's, it's important to look at is Social Security. And, uh, you know, Social Security is is extremely complex. In fact, I think that if there was a gold medal for complexity, um, I really believe that that the uh, Social Security and the, the government would win the gold medal every year because they Houston, are... we have a problem. Yes, indeed we do. Uh, they are extremely adept at creating complexity. So um, what we do every week is we want to help you with some ideas on how to, how to uh, learn about Social Security, improve it. But I think the best way is, uh, you know, because everybody's situation is different, is to talk with somebody that has training, that has uh, been educated in that area. And we have people available to you. And all you have to do is go to our website, rpoa.com, and, and uh, click on Meet with an Advisor, and we will be happy to sit down with you and see if we can help you uh, with your uh, social security planning. So let's go over some questions. The first question I have here is uh, I am 66 years old and uh, my uh, I, I filed for benefits at age 64. Um, I wasn't working so I started to receive my benefits. Several months later I suspended my benefit and I did not repay what I received. I just suspended my future payments. Now, the question is, if I hadn't received any benefits until about a month ago when I started drawing my own uh, benefit at age 66, so here's the question, can I repay the benefits I received and file for a spousal benefit now, meaning on my, on my wife? Uh, is it too late? It would be definitely be to my advantage for me to take my uh, Social Security based on my, on my wife. Well, the answer is, it is too late, okay, because you opened your record two years ago. 
and you only have 12 months within which you can repay your benefits and re and essentially restart the whole process so you cannot file uh, if you've already done that within one year so sorry uh, another question here I have is there an, any advantage to taking a spousal benefit before the end of one year rather than waiting until the next year okay can I get payments retroactive back to the start of the year a friend of mine is getting a lump sum payment of approximately thirteen thousand dollars from Social Security for this reason is it possible um, sometimes they do pay six months retroactive benefits but only if you are eligible for benefits during that six month period and never back to a period before your full retirement age okay so if you just turn 66 you will not get retroactive benefits so it's it's again you have to be careful of the timing of all these things before you try to make any decisions so Again, I hope I've illustrated. Probably you, what you just heard made no sense to you at all, right? Well, that's my point. Social Security is extremely complicated, and it's if you don't do it correctly, you could potentially leave thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime on the table. And we don't want you to do that. So we want to help you with that. So if you go to our website, we have lots of videos, we have articles, we have podcasts on social security strategies, social security planning. And more importantly, you can visit with one of our retirement planners and uh, they will sit down with you and devise a social security retirement plan for you. Uh, they are trained in that and they can help you with it. Now, when you do visit with our retirement planners we don't only want to talk with you about social security okay because th there's lots of things we want to talk about retirement cash flow diversification of your portfolio uh, we want to talk about do you have what we call your magic number meaning do you have enough money to retire on we want to talk about uh, what to do with your 401k your profit sharing plans at work so we, we want to build a an entire retirement plan for you no charge or obligation and if we can help you that is just fantastic and if not we're going to tell you that too so either way there there is no charge there's no uh, obligation and we will part friends so we want to <laughs> yes indeed now also you know this uh, this coming week we do have uh, since it is Medicare enrollment time uh, in October a very important time so we have uh, some virtual seminars on Medicare enrollment uh, particularly on uh, making sure that your part C and part D is up to speed but for those of you who are turning 65 soon you need to get enrolled as well and we're going to talk about that so it's a very important time now for Medicare and we have uh, virtual seminars coming up this week for that so uh, go to our website rpoa.com for all of the above okay we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about treating your retirement like running a business and why we think that is so important to think that way so stay tuned this is money matters and i am ken morafe and uh, you know one of the things that we do for our clients is we we manage your money for you and uh, that is uh, part of what we do and uh, when you Whenever you have an important responsibility, in my opinion, you should have some guiding principles on what the, uh, that, that help you to make decisions it, with regard to how you're going to do that. You know, uh, and so we have what we call our ARPOA, Retirement Planners of America, investment principles, the ARPOA principles. And we have eight of them. And uh, we've talked about the first two over the last two weeks. The first one being we are committed to having your money last as long as you do. And that's a far different game than we are committed to making the most money possible. We talked about that, and it's podcasted on our website. Uh, number two is growth is important, of course, but protection of principle is even more important. 
And uh, again, these are people who are over 50, so I think that should resonate with you. And number three is the goal of our, in, our strategies is to have an unlimited upside and with a tolerable downside. So that's investment principle number three, which I'm going to talk about today. So unlimited upside. There are many products out there that purport to give you a tolerable downside, to protect against a downside and all of that. But many of those products that I've looked at over the years, and I've been doing this for a long time, they limit your upside. You know, they have point to point or this and that. And it's possible that you could have the market, the S&P go up 20% in a year and you could make, you know, 4% because they limit the upside. And that's how they charge you essentially for protecting you on the downside. So we don't want that. So our strategy, one of the criteria that it has to have is it always has to enable us to have an unlimited upside. If the market keeps going for 10 years, we want to stay in it for 10 years, and we want to get as much of that upside as possible. However, having said that, we also, when it turns and goes south, we want to be sure, to the extent that we can, that the downside, the loss that we would experience, and unfortunately, there is no perfect strategy where there is no downside, okay? There is no such thing in my view. And so if you're invested, the chances are you're taking some risk. So we want to we we accept that there is risk we accept that if you're invested there are chances day to day month to month year to year where you could have a down period we accept that however what we also want to do is we want that down to be tolerable so let me describe what the tolerable word means okay tolerable in our view means that it doesn't bankrupt you in other words if you plan on tra- taking a cruise to alaska next year and you experience a downside because, you know, the market went down, it's so tolerable that you can still take that trip to Alaska next year, okay, or this year. So even though you lost some money, we want it to be, I guess I'd say, a mosquito bite and not an arm amputation, okay? <laughs> mosquito bites, you don't want those. They're itchy and they're, they're really aggravating and annoying, but far better than an arm amputation, okay? So our, our philosophy is an unlimited upside. Now, If you have followed this show over the years, then you know that our strategy is called Invest and Protect. And with our strategy, it told us to sell in November of 2007. It told us to sell in 2018. It told us to sell in in last year before the pandemic happened. Uh, So our strategy did tell us to sell. However, as critics are want to do. (laughs) And, you know, we're so transparent. We tell everybody, you know, what we're doing. And so, you know, sometimes I wonder if I should do that, but I believe in transparency. But certainly you open yourself up to competitors and critics um, when you do that. And so what they point out is that, you know, the S&P went down by the time we got out. Well, yeah. I mean, I wish I had the way of picking the exact top and the exact bottom, and I don't have that. And so, therefore, there's going to be a period of down before we get out. There's going to be a loss there. But what we want to do is make sure that that loss for our clients is tolerable. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, we have our sell strategy, so that's one. But then secondly, diversification. You know, we don't – it's a rare client that has 100% of their money in the stock market. Most of our clients don't. And the reason why is because we want to mitigate that downside protection and make it tolerable for them. So that if we do get a big bad down, and last year we had that, 
And, uh, you know, we believe that the down that we experienced, given the diversification that we had, was tolerable, you know. And, and my goal is that our clients' money lasts as long as they do. And so if, you, if the losses are tolerable and you can participate unlimitedly on the upside, I think we can get there. Okay, so that's just our philosophy, and that's our investment principle number three. Okay, now if you can go to our website. We post our principles, and you can see them there, rpoa.com. But more importantly, while you're there, sign up for our next upcoming uh, virtual retirement seminar. And at the seminar, we talk about a bunch of stuff. We'll talk about when and how to take Social Security. Should you take it when you're 62, 66, when you're 70? We also talk about the fact that the IRS... <laughs> Whoa, that was loud. The IRS wants to tax 85% of your Social Security. I kid you not, 85%. So we want to show you how to beat that if it's at all possible. We'll have ideas for you on reducing your income taxes. We'll have ideas for you on where to get income once you retire. We'll have ideas on diversification and, and how much risk should you take if you are retired, we'll talk about how to build a plan between now and retirement if you're not there yet. So if you are retired or retiring soon, if you are over 50, this seminar is designed for you. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And Bogey is right. I think it is. So our website is rpoa.com. That's retirementplannersofamerica.com. And if you go there, you sign up for it, and uh, I think you will benefit from it. Okay, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have our estate tip of the week. And this week, our estate tip is how not to pay estate taxes for up to 100 years. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. Now, this is the part of the show where we talk about uh, how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And of course, uh, I just want to say, you know, there are people who get upset by the sentence I just said, by that description of, of their greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. They find uh, that that's offensive. Yeah. So I, it, periodically I get an email from somebody that says, you know, my heirs are not greedy, unwashed, or undeserving. Yeah, they are. <laughs> get over it. <laughs> you're, you're living in denial, man. They are. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're going to talk now about my favorite kind of trust, okay? Uh, and it is the one that I think is, uh, is, is genius. And um, it is designed to help your aforementioned heirs not to pay t estate taxes for up to 100 years. Oh, dear. That's too wonderful to be true. Well, Dorothy, just wait, because it ain't too wonderful to be true. That's called the Dynasty Trust, and so, but before we do that, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches, if you would only say you care. And though my pocket may be empty, I'd be a millionaire. And of course, that is Tony Bennett with rags to riches and in the estate taxes, probate, all that kind of stuff. It's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags, and we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So let me talk about estate taxes. Now, I'll tell you, it's very interesting to me. You know, I've been doing this a long time. I remember when the estate tax exemption was... Uh, 
I remember 600000 Was it 200000 before that? The estate tax exemption is the amount that you can pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs with no estate tax being due. And I, can, I go back to when it was 600000 meaning that anything over 600000 that you left as an inheritance was subject to estate tax. And the estate tax is about 50 to 55%. So half of every dollar over 600000 went to the government upon your death. So President Obama increased it to uh, $3.5 million under his tenure. And then President Trump increased it to over $12 million per person uh, when, when he became president. So the estate tax exemption right now is, is $12 million, and I bet that just about everybody listening to the show right now doesn't have $12 million. So uh, you don't have to pay estate taxes on anything less than that that you pass on, so there's not a problem. However, I will venture to say, in my opinion, that with all the debt that we are running, with all of the, you know, we're going to have to pay for all this stuff. You know, it's not free. I think taxes are going to go up. And I also think that who is the target when taxes go up? It's usually people that have, you know, larger estates. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Biden administration or somebody after that says, you know what? 12 million is a big number. Let's drop that down and let's maybe even get it back to the 600,000 that it was before. Don't underestimate it. We have to pay for Social Security, and we're, and we're taxing rich people here, okay? So I think that the estate tax exemption is, is not going to stay where it is, certainly, in my opinion. But I think it could go down dramatically because we got to pay for all this stuff. This pandemic is really expensive, and, uh, you know, the stimulus that we might get here, another $1.9 trillion, it's like unbelievable numbers, and we got to pay them back. So when the estate taxes go up, what that means is that when you leave money to your heirs and then they leave it to their children and to, the, and to their grandchildren, at each generational step, you could have a 50% cut. And uh, essentially what it means is that, that over the course of five generations, they've taken it all back, <laughs> if that were to happen. So how do you avoid that? Well, there is a kind of trust that's called the dynasty trust. And the dynasty trust, once the money goes into the trust, which means upon your death, you leave it to your kids, then when it passes from them to your grandchildren to your great-grandchildren, there are no estate taxes at each generational level, and that trust can last potentially for 100 years. So you could leave an inheritance that will be protected from uh, estate taxes for potentially 100 years by using this kind of a trust. I think it's exciting. So... Anyway, that's something for you to consider. Now, remember, don't do this at home. Talk to a professional. And here's what I'd encourage you to do. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And we have videos. We have articles. We have podcasts regarding estate planning and how to maximize what you leave to your aforementioned greedy unwashed. But then also, um, what I'd like you to do is to sign up for one of our seminars. We have a seminar coming up on uh, retirement planning during these crazy times. We talk about when and how to take Social Security. We talk about uh, how to reduce your income taxes. We talk about if you're going to retire, where do you get your income from. We talk about how to fight inflation, which I think is going to come in a big way, again, with all the, the borrowing that we're doing. We have lots of information on there. So if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, the seminar is free. You can register at rpoa.com. All right. You know what? The show's over already. I cannot believe how fast it's gone. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not.
it's only the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morafe or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.